I'm Vic Singh, and you're listening to Pada Bing, a podcast that breaks down every episode of The Sopranos one at a time. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get shows. And if you like what we're doing, please spread the word. If you'd like a pictorial and caption companion to the podcast, follow at Pada Bing on Instagram. And as always, thank you for listening and being part of this amazing and surreal journey. This is a conversation I had with Dan Grimaldi, who played Patsy and Philly Parisi. Dan called in from New York to share his experiences and stories from working on the show, in which he appeared in over 50% of the episodes. Many people don't know this, but Dan is a certified math genius. He has a PhD in the subject, and that kind of neatly explains why his character, Patsy, was the one in charge of the numbers on the show. We had a great conversation, and unexpectedly, things got a little emotional. I'm so grateful to Dan for sharing a personal moment of his from the show and letting us fans be flies on the wall. Just like we are when we watch the show, albeit from behind the scenes in this instance. So here it is, my conversation with Dan. So Dan, thank you for doing the podcast. I'm very thankful to be here. So you're an actor and a math professor. How do you reconcile those two? Well, creativity is mathematical, actually. So uh, that's the reconciliation. Also, I had a PhD before I decided to become an actor. And I was very lucky to be able to uh, pursue two career paths and be successful at both. It's amazing. I think it's safe to say that you are by far the most decorated academically on the Sopranos cast. When I was researching you, I was blown away by what I saw. So it's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. So what were you doing before you were on the Sopranos? Well, I, I, uh, I've done, uh, I'm, I'm a member of the actor's studio. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trained stage actor. So I've, I've been doing plays my whole career and, uh, I love, I love the stage I've done. Um, all kinds of episodic TV in New York and LA. I've done movies and, uh, uh, I had, a, I had a, uh, a, uh, career before the Sopranos, but the Sopranos was the highlight. How did it happen for you? So what's the backstory to how the Sopranos happened? Take us back, take listeners back to, uh, day one phone call one, um, and then kind of just, you know, paint your story for us. Okay. I mean, I auditioned for the part. Well, originally I, uh, uh I auditioned for the part of Sunshine, who was the card dealer in uh, when uh, uh, I forget who it was that shoots, goes in and shoots up the uh, the card. And uh, I auditioned for that, didn't get it, was disappointed, you know. But I later in life, I was always very grateful that I didn't get that part. So um, I auditioned for Philly Parisi, which was uh, a three day part. In, and it was this it was the it was the opening character, the first new character introduced. After the after the show was uh, a success. Now I never I never asked David Chase about this, but what I believe was because the audition took place in October and the, and they were already shooting that once it became this big hit, um, Patsy was created. I mean Philly was created to uh, to kind of sum up the first season in two pages. So Philly was a character who looked like he was going to be on quite a while, but he was murdered almost immediately because of his big mouth. Right. And what his big mouth did was summarize everything about the first season. 
So in the opening sequence of the second season, first episode, Philly tells uh, tells uh, Gigi all about you know that we have you know that we have a, a captain who's uh, you know who's going to a psychiatrist and he tried to kill his mother. So there's a whole summation, a quick summation of the first season, and then he's immediately killed. So I was hired for three days in nineteen and uh, uh, I guess it was nineteen ninety-nine. I don't like the days will be elude me. But I was count hired just for the three days. And I was very happy because everybody, every actor in this country wanted to be on the Sopranos at that point. And I got my Sopranos and I had a scene that uh was basically me. And so it was really nice because you you like to work, if you work episodically, you want to work with the leads. But mine was mine was Gigi, and I did most of the talking, so it was kind of my. I drove the scene, so it was really nice. Uh, and I was happy, you know. And you know, I did say to the the, the director, uh, I, "Can you not kill me? Can you miss me?" And he said to me, uh, uh, "You know, sometimes the best thing to happen on this show is to be killed." But I didn't think so. But anyway, so so this was before uh, this. Was, I didn't mean to interrupt you. This was before you knew anything about Patsy. Right. Patsy didn't exist at this point. Okay. He was never, he was never, uh, he, I wasn't hired as twins. I was hired as one guy. And, um, subsequent to that, they were in Naples and, uh, David was, Chase was shooting in Naples. Alan Coulter was the director. And when they came home, they watched the rushes and Alan, Alan called me up and he said, you know, Danny actors don't get to tell us, but I really wanted to tell you, David loved your work. And I just wanted you to know that. So when I got that phone call, it was like, um, I, no, I wasn't angry. I was very pleased, Alan. I love Alan. And it was just that, you know, as, as an actor, as, a, as an actor who had been in the business for quite a long time, it was like, I need a job. But, you know, praise, I, could, I thank you for the praise, but what about a job? And my son said, well, you, why are you, what's the matter? And I said, I, I, I want to work. I mean, I, I wish they would hire me more. So then, then the rumblings came that they David loved me enough that he wanted to create another character. And so there was a wait. So I had to wait. But it wasn't that long because in January, I think it was, when we shot uh, on the pier. And, uh, oh, no, no, Patsy arrived. No, Patsy was with the fur coat. Mm -hmm. That was the first scene. So he he created Patsy. Again, I didn't know if that was going to be the end of it or not. But then, no, I, you know, he, he, he told, you know, he told me and we talked about, it, he loved me. He loved my work and, um, and they created him. And, and, and that was the first time I went to, uh, you know, I went to get uh, fitted and they had a, they had a closet for me and I didn't even know what that was because at that point I was always doing, you know, episodic work. I wasn't doing, I wasn't a regular on a series. So Patsy was Tony and the crew's accountant. Did that job have anything to do with your real life math background? He was a sports book. Well, he he worked with numbers, and his he had his his vocabulary was better than most. Did that have anything to do with your math background? Were they tailor making the character for you, or was it well, were they two separate things? Uh, Jimmy was, Jimmy Jimmy Gandolfini, rest his soul, what a great man and a great actor. Um, as time went on, Jimmy always used to say that. They, they, um, they were, they drew, they drew on our lives. You know, I had two sons. I had two sons. I was, I was mathematical. So I was mathematical. Did it, do I know if they did that? Not, I don't know that, but it, it, it seems that there were certain characteristics that every character had that was characteristics of who they were. 
So you appeared in 47 episodes or more than half of the series run. I was the captain of the B team. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and it was, a quite a, it was quite a great B team, by the way. Um, what are some memories from the set that always bubble up when you think back? Well, um, my fondest memory is going to make me cry. Yeah, I got hold on a minute. <clears throat> was um, one night we were working, and I was working with Jimmy, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, he, I, I, he, it was late. It was late. It was late. We had been working fourteen hours or something, and they and they they told me that I to go home because I had a you know a big scene the next day, and they really wanted me to get some rest and go. Home. And I still had to give. Jimmy still had lines that, you know, he still had part of the scene to do. And I, they were part of my lines. They were his close-up. And we hadn't done mine yet. We were going to do it another time. But um, they asked me to go home. And I said, well, I can't. I'm not going to go home. I said, I have to feed him the lines. Because there's a big difference when your partner feeds you the lines than when somebody else does it off stage as, a, you know, a part of the crew. God bless the crew. Some of them are great mimics. But um, it, it's it, there's a difference to hear the voice of your partner. It mm. just, it just wants you. So they, no, they insisted that I go home and I insisted that I wouldn't. And then I said, well, take me off the clock. And oh, <clears throat> take, <clears throat> take me, oh, take me off the clock and then you don't own me and I can stay. And I stayed. And fed him his lines. <clears throat> Bear with me. And when the uh, scene was over and we and they wrapped, he picked me up. He was a bear of a guy. And he hugged me. He said, I love you, old man. And that's my fondest memory. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. You are part of a really special, I've talked to a lot of actors on the show already. I've been very fortunate and the common refrain from all of them is how amazing he was to everybody. Um, little moments like what you describe keep bubbling up over and over again. And it's really great. And fans love hearing it too, because obviously there's a missing component to all of this. A lot of young people are watching the show now for the first time. You know, I, right. I, I grew up, I'm, I'm in my thirties. I grew up with the show during its run. For people that don't know about or that are experiencing it for the first time, stuff that you're sharing now is just, is amazing and special. So thank you. Thank you. Um, what are your memories of encounters and interactions with David Chase? First of all, David was a genius. I mean, he, he was a great showrunner prior to The Sopranos. He created The Sopranos, and he um, he created the greatest show in the history of television, you know, you know, um, echoing back to the 50s when it was the golden age of TV, and people like Patty Chayefsky and playwrights wrote because it was in New York, and the Broadway people wrote for TV shows, so 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 the the writing was was extraordinary. David raised that bar right back up to where it was, and probably higher. And uh, he was always very complimentary to me, always very warm, and uh, a, a wonderful man. I mean, and and of course he was my boss, so it was always <laughs> that boss really. Yeah, you know uh, that I, you know that uh, it, it's funny. It, no matter how old I get. The boss is still older than me. <laughs> and, 
and we were contemporaries. So we had, a, you know, we had a lot to share. And he was, he was just a really, he was a, a very, very sweet giving man. He really was. And, uh, his, 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 his writing, his creation was extraordinary. What do you remember most today? I know you just shared something really amazing and, and emotional with me, but in general, what do you remember most today about the whole experience? Well, I, I love to act and, and, and acting, and I love to act on the stage. But being on The Sopranos, it was like you knew you were going to, to do the best writing and the greatest show ever created. So I was called Mr. Sunshine because every time I went to the set, I had a big smile on my face because I was just so happy and so grateful to be on that show. And every day, any, any day I worked, whatever I did, it to me it was it was a uh, it was a very very um, honorable and 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 I was honored to be on it and and to continue working on it. And um, the the interesting thing is, as you said, young people now are watching it. It's a brand that it seems will never die. I will always be a soprano. And 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 I've been able because of that. And I I always thank David Chase for this to do a lot of charity work. I've done a lot of charity work. I've done up, up to 25 charities at one, one, at one time. And of course that has changed back and forth, but I was able to, uh, as a young actor, I always wanted to be able to give back. And, and that's what I've gotten to do because of the Sopranos. And I've, you know, I've won some acting awards, but, uh, I, you know, winning, winning the, uh, the SAG award was just, just, uh, it was just a terrific feeling. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you watched the show in its entirety? Yes, I have. I was a fan. You know, when I wasn't in an episode, I would watch it and I wouldn't know anything about it. And when I was in an episode, it would be pay, played because, you know, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't work and then go on the air. The whole season was shot, finished editing before the first season went on the air. So I, I, I would forget <laughs> some of the things I did or I would get them out of sequence. People would ask me, are you in this week? And I you know, I go back and forth, but no, I was a big fan. I am a big fan. I'm still a big fan. I still watch it. I have the DVD set. I still went back and started watching it again because you can watch any episode. It's so well written. You can watch any episode and get something out of it 50 times if you watch it. That's a true statement. And it's uh, really cool to hear that you still watch it. I've talked to, I think it's a mixed bag. I've talked to a few that just don't watch their work or they're not comfortable watching themselves, but um, it's always interesting to to talk to people that have were on the show and watched it at the same time. What was your favorite episode? Well, my, my favorite episode was the Pine Barrens. I mean, that, that was the, you know, with, uh, with Christopher and Paulie Walnuts. I sure. mean, I, I, that was, that to me was, the, and, and that was, that was what the show was about. It was, it was a dark comedy, but it yeah. was a comedy. It was a comedy. It was funny. He made you love them and hate them. He, 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 Chase walked the line as, as in life with, with the mafia, with members of the mafia, people love them and, and, and hate them at the same time. It's just, it was extraordinary how he was ever able to recreate that in, in the show itself, but it was a comedy. He had you laughing at death constantly, the way people got killed. It, it was hysterical. You know, the way, the way Janice killed uh, Richie April. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know anybody who didn't laugh when that happened. No, but she murdered him. And she murdered him, and we're laughing. 
Yeah, no, it's totally one of those scenes where, you know, that you see it so often in TV or film where the gun gets pulled on a person, but you don't actually believe that they're going to pull the trigger, except in this instance, they actually did pull the trigger, and it's right. crazy. Right. Uh, we're actually in the middle of season. We're actually f- going to be recording that episode uh, next week, and we've become real big fans of Richie. David Proval's acting in the show is uh, second to none. He did a fantastic job. David is a spectacularly trained, excellent actor. Um, I I had the, uh, the, uh, the the fortunate experience of understudying him in 1978 in a play called Mama's Little Angels. And it was my first off-Broadway play. And he, he stayed, he was in it for about two weeks and then he left and I stayed in it for six weeks. I took over for six months. And he taught me so much. Uh, I, I can't tell you. We were, we've been friends for almost 30 years, but he is a spectacular person and a spectacular actor. Yeah, it was well, one of the common things that we keep coming back to is, you know, the the show so much about Tony and and all the all the characters and all the actors are sort of, you know, orbiting his his son. Right. But uh, David Proval's character comes along and he's actually going toe to toe, so to speak, you know, and he and the way he uses his hands and the way he kind of sets up. We call him one take Richie. It seems like he just came in there, did his lines and they were so good that the director and everybody was just so happy. They were like, let's move on. That's the feeling that you get when you watch him. Yeah, he's he's just David Provenal. If you go back and you see his history and his uh, you know his stage work and his film work, he's just he's so creative and and such a good actor and a generous man because he taught me. I learned a lot from him, a lot, uh, a lot. I was a you know I was a rel- relatively young actor at the time, but it was my first off Broadway experience, and he was just terrific to me. And and I still remember a lot of the things he taught me back then. And I used a lot of them throughout my my life and my career. What's the show's legacy? Family. And besides work, what do you enjoy? What are you most passionate about? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What's your favorite pizza spot in the city? My favorite pizza, my favorite pizza spot was, it no longer makes pizza with Sirico's in Brooklyn, but, uh, but, uh, I would say crispy pizza, which is, 10 minutes for me and come, they come from Brooklyn. So they would be my favorite pizza spot. Dan, it's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always, always a privilege. And thank you for being such a great fan. 